Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. You know success when you see it, or you think you do, the people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. The Trump administration is wrapping up to investigate China over what it sees as violations of intellectual property, according to an administration official who spoke on condition of anonymity. There's growing concern because China is attempting to become a world leader in technologies such as microchips and electric cars. The U.S. and other Western governments have accused China of forcing foreign companies to share their technology with the country in return for access to the vast Chinese market. The administration is considering having the U.S. Trade Representative's Office invoke a rarely used section of the Trade Act of 1974 to start an investigation, according to the New York Times. Joining me is Andrew Mayidov, Bloomberg News global trade reporter. He's in the Bloomberg 991 newsroom in Washington, D.C. Andrew, what are some of the Chinese demands on American companies that expose American proprietary technology? Well, as you suggested, uh, one of the things that China does is when a an American company is uh, seeking to get an acquisition approved in China or when an American company is seeking to uh, start a subsidiary in China, there are often requirements attached to that that require the American company to transfer uh, its intellectual property to, uh, to China. And companies have been doing this? Yeah, I mean, it's a huge market, right? I mean, it's a massive market. Uh, market with over a billion people. So I think that until now, um, you know, American companies have pretty much bit the bullet and said, okay, you know, we need access to China. We need to be there. We need to play there. We're going to play ball. But they're not happy about it. Tell us about some of the accusations that the USTR accused China of in a report to lawmakers last month. Yeah, uh, the backdrop to this is the is the fact that uh, China joined the WTO in 2001, and when it joined the WTO, the deal was it promised to um, open up in all sorts of ways, and it promised to uh, be more disciplined when it come to into came to intellectual property. And some people in the U.S. government say that China really hasn't lived up to those promises. They say that trade secrets of American companies are being stolen, trademarks are not uh, respected, copyright is not respected, and obviously they don't like this whole technology transfer practice. Tell us about Section 301 of the Trade Act of 1974, what it does. 
Gee, well, I'll tell you, I had never heard of this thing before in my life. <laughs> I mean, I am Re- so a, we could say rarely not, use them. I'm not, I am not a, a, a trade lawyer, and I think that probably 99% of your listeners have never heard of this thing. Um, bottom line is it's a, it's, it's a, it's a rarely used uh, s- section of a uh, 1974 law. Uh, it was actually used quite frequently uh, during the 1980s and the 1990s, so it was, it was, it was a favored tool of the Reagan administration to kind of bring pressure to bear on the trade front uh, against foreign competitors. But, uh, you know, the the Trump administration is resurrecting this thing as a tool that it can use to put pressure on China. And reportedly, they're going to start investigations? Yeah, the uh, the idea is that the uh, U.S. Trade Representative's office would start an investigation, a probe into uh, China's intellectual property practices. And if the U.S. government finds that uh, those practices uh, uh, don't live up to international standards, the president actually has wide latitude to do things like he can impose tariffs, on Chinese products, he can impose quotas on Chinese imports. So there's a range of things that that, that he could do. Now, I, I the one thing I would add just quickly is that they've also been doing a probe into steel imports, and they haven't done anything yet. So I would emphasize that that this would merely be an investigation at this point. So, Andrew, what could some of the repercussions be if they do this get tough tactic with China? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, not to get too dramatic, but we're talking about uh, possibly a trade war between the world's uh, two largest economies. And we saw what happens uh, when there's kind of a tit-for-tat race to the bottom uh, in terms of trade barriers. We saw that after the Great Depression. Now, nobody's saying that that, that we're, any, we're, we're um, on the verge of, of something that dire. But uh, look, I mean, the global economy is doing actually quite well. The recovery uh, has lasted uh, in some people's views, uh, surprisingly long since the financial crisis. So again, a trade war between the world's two biggest uh, economies with retaliation back and forth would not be a good thing. In about 30 seconds, how would you rate the relationship between China and the U.S. now? Well, the honeymoon is over. (laughs) Uh, The honeymoon took place at Mar-a-Lago. You know, she came down. He and uh, the president bonded over stake. Um, that's over now. I think that there's a lot of differences on issues like intellectual property, and it seems right now like the differences outnumber the uh, the similarities. Thanks so much for being on Bloomberg Law. I am sure we'll be talking about this. Very interesting. That's Andrew Maida. He is a Bloomberg News global trade reporter. Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Hi, I'm Ron Krzyzewski, Chairman and CEO of Stiefel. Financial advisors, let's face it, if you're not growing your practice, you're losing market share. 
Stiefel is a growing entrepreneurial, advisor-centric firm built for successful advisors like you. There's a reason why 148 financial advisors joined Stiefel last year. Come join us and find out why Stiefel is the firm where success meets success. Visit www.choosestifel.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE.